almost had a burp. Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about I need to enunciate more. Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host. Uh. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Bat Matt, that's me. Burt Matt. Burt Matt? Burt? Burt and Ernie? What? Hello. That was terrible. Don't do Matt, that. Matt, what should people do? <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, specifically, check out our Facebook, because I'm actually writing a review for Dark Phoenix. I oh. drank two or three beers and wrote half of it last night, and then I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. Oh, really? <laughs> like right after? Uh, oh, no, that was yesterday was Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. My days are all fucked up. Yep. Yeah, I, felt, I don't know. It was a weird day. But, yep, so I, I did that i wrote half of it i might write the other half oh today. i just outed I us for releasing won't. for recording this late yeah well we said yesterday was saturday <laughs> uh yeah so check out our facebook i'll post that there yep it's gonna be a little messy cause... i'm wearing a suit yep actually this sort is the of. first time i've worn well it's not a yeah it's jeans this is actually relatively toned down for what i usually wear to church yeah yeah i, I think just... i'd outdressed you today you did actually i think i had like actual slacks yeah i'm wearing my black skinny jeans yep Yep, I like what I'm wearing today. It's a pretty interesting kind of combination. It's got the, like, no same colors except for my shoes and pants. All right, I'm sorry to tell you, but this has to count as your what you've been up to. You're not allowed to have anything else. No! <laughs> <laughs> I've been up to so much! <laughs> uh, All right, Matt, what you been up to? I've actually been up to stuff this week. What you up to <laughs> Very it's... rarely do we actually, like, make fun of how stupid this is. Like, the segment's like... I guess officially called What You Been Up To. Yep. But it's so stupid. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Just like everything we do. Yeah. But no, I've actually, I actually did things this week. After like a solid month after I started my new job of just not doing anything. And then when I was doing stuff, focusing on chess stuff mostly. Yeah. Which I have been watching a couple chess tournaments. There's one going on in Norway with a bunch of the best players, including the world champion, that has a really stupid format. So I'm not following it super closely. Hmm. Um. I'm just I'm not gonna get into that here because okay. it, it's fairly technical. I'll explain it to you later. Okay. Um, I've also been watching the women's candidates tournament, which is an eight-player double round robin, and the winner of that which means it means that there's eight players, uh huh, and they each play every other player in the tournament twice. Okay. So there's so four. a robin is you play every other player at least like round yeah one. round robin round robin means you have a set number in your field and you play everyone but yourself and it's if Damian Wayne gets really fat he's right. a round robin <laughs> <laughs> very good very God good damn it <laughs> staying on topic <laughs> yeah so I've I've been watching that uh, the winner of that tournament gets to play current women's world champion Ju Wen Jun for uh, the women's world title nice which is pretty exciting. Um, Women's tournaments are often a little more exciting because they, for whatever reason, there's a lot of history and uh, psychology and pseudo-psychology, but for whatever reason, women just aren't good at, as good at chess right now. And Interesting. Yeah. Like, there's one woman in the top 100 players in the world. Oh, man. And really? she's like 85th. Good Lord. And she's not even playing in this cycle because she's going to school right now. Uh, at, I think Cambridge? It's either Cambridge or Oxford. So she's focusing on school, understandably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but that means that the games tend to be a little more exciting because if a mistake is a little less costly, like these are still really good players that would tear me apart a yeah. hundred times out of a hundred, yeah. but they're a small mistake doesn't hurt them against each other quite as bad. So they're willing to play a little more riskily. Uh-huh. And so you get some really interesting chess, Cool, which is fun. And then 
it's also been interesting because the tournament leader after eight rounds with six and a half points out of eight, which is ridiculous score, is 20-year-old Alexandra Garyachkina. 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 Very good. Oh, I did it. Yeah. I speak Russian. You speak Russian now. Yeah. So she's 20. She came into this tournament the lowest rated player in the field. Um, Unofficially, she has leapfrogged to about the middle of the field. What's the first letter of her name? G. G O R A G O R or G O R Y A. There it is. Yeah, I'll post a nope, couple. That's not it. I'll post a couple of pictures of her death glare. That's what I was gonna post on Instagram. On Instagram, because I have a couple of really good ones. Okay. Um, because she's got a formidable death glare. Yeah. And formidable at the chessboard. You you showed me you showed me yeah. you showed me a picture right before we watched Dark Phoenix and boy yeah boy was that a death glare. I'm gonna send you a scheduled text so you remember to do that. Okay. What and, time should I send it? Uh, three. Three. And um, it's even scarier because her approach, she's not like, I'm going to wipe you off the board with a ferocious attack. The way she plays is like, I'm just going to play good, solid chess, and I'm not going to make any mistakes, and you're going to make one eventually, and that mistake is going to cost you. And I'm just going to sit here, and I'm going to play chess until that mistake happens. Oh, and the, oh my God. And she's just death glaring you the whole time. So she's just like, she's just waiting for like an opening in the armor to just stab a million fucking oh, times. Yeah. And she's she's press she's not like throwing stuff at you. She's not taking unnecessary risks, but she's yeah. just like you're going to make a mistake and I'm going to kill you when you do. <laughs> and 5 out of the 8 games so far, she has pretty mercilessly dismantled some of the best female players in the world. And it's, that is amazing. It's an incredibly like impressive that tournament. Yeah. It, well, the current world champion in arguable best player ever magnus carlson has a very similar approach okay i'll just play solid chess when you make a mistake because you will make a mistake you're a human yeah you will lose what if he makes a mistake well then he loses he just doesn't make mistakes as often (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so it's been it's fun watching that i i knew the name going into this tournament but i went from you know mildly obsessed with her yeah, like, <laughs> I have a few chess players that I'll just root for, because I think they're pretty cool, and she's rapidly rising the ranks of those. Gotcha. She's a lot of fun. But then I've been actually doing, like, relevant stuff to this also. Yay. Uh, so, I finished Alan Moore's run on Swamp Thing. Yay! Last night. Uh, and that's it, right? That's the, that's the end of his run, isn't it? Yeah. He officially stopped with issue 60-something. 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember the exact number. Somewhere in the 60s. Um, Six whole volumes of several issues per. Uh, Volume 6, I I liked it the least. I don't know if I'm qualified to say it was the weakest, because I don't know that much about comics. Yeah. Uh, It it gets really sci-fi-y, because... He gets sent to a different planet. Yeah. So he, (laughs) quote-unquote, dies about halfway through Volume 5. Which basically means his consciousness is thrust out into the ether. Uh-huh. Um, and so he spends a while just kind of roaming about through the stars. And it gets a little more experimental and sci-fi-y, but it also gets... it. Ha- there's a few issues where it gets a little more involved with um, actual stuff from the rest of the comics. So he, he meets Darkseid for an issue. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> God! <laughs> What is that conversation like? Uh, he has gone insane at that point. Okay. And so there's not really a conversation. It's more a conversation about him. Mm. Um, 
He also actually hasn't gone insane. It's just his consciousness leaves his body and yeah. flies flies God, away. Swamp Thing. What I know about Swamp Thing and Dark Side, just I, I want a conversation between sane Dark Side or sane like mm-hmm. okay, like an, an okay yeah. Swamp Thing and Dark Side. Yeah, just the very different personalities between the two. Yeah, because like a, a conversation between Batman and Dark Side and Superman and Dark Side and like all the other like big superheroes mm-hmm. is kind of just a generic like, oh, I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna get you. Yeah, like. Uh, Batman's like I'm not intimidating by you, imitated by you, and he's like, and Superman's like I'm not intimidated by you, and Darkseid's like I'm not intimidated by you. It's just and then, that was about uh, four different pronunciations of intimidating. Three was. times you said that it was, <laughs> uh, but then Swamp Thing would just be like, I feel like just kind of stare at him, yeah, and just be like prepare. <laughs> Swamp Thing's just he's like he's just he he's after, like a speak softly and carry a big stick kind of character, literally. <laughs> speak softly and be a big stick <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean he's uh, after his whole interaction with the parliament of the trees um which is about halfway through volume four he kind of realizes to abandon his human attachments to anger and vengeance and uh-huh. um all that stuff and he uh, it, it sort of transcends his own humanity and becomes a, a very calm but very dangerous god yeah and that's the the last issue is him kind of wrestling with like i could fix most of the earth's problems with a snap of my fingers if i wanted to should i yeah that's actually an interesting i wonder if maybe that's why he chose to go with dark side because dark side you could view as a very calm yet dangerous god Mm -hmm. um like he's always depicted with his arms behind his like behind his back Mm -hmm. like that's just kind of what his his stance is and just the fact that he can do anything with his Omega Beams because they're, you know, comic booky, they're right. like omniscient or omnipotent. Omnipotent. All powerful. Yes. All powerful uh beams that can do fucking anything. It, it just he has no qualms with anything or he has no issue with anything because he can destroy it. Yep. So that'd be a that would be a really interesting conversation between the two of them. Just like we can both like I can solve all the problems. You can create. You can solve all the problems by creating them, and then just making them such a big problem that it ends the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yep. no, he can't. He's been trying to do it, but he keeps getting thwarted. Yep. That anti-life equation just keeps. Yeah, there's slipping from his fingers. That's that's kind of why they encounter each other. Is um, one of his Metron, I think, is the, mm-hmm. the name. One of his little floating yep. helper buddies uh, runs into Swamp Thing and is like, "Oh, this guy might be the key to help Darkseid get what he needs to." Solve the anti-life equation. And so they kind of, there's things, cosmic things happen. And then he drags Swamp Thing back to gotcha. Darkseid's lair. And there's a like a chalkboard in the background with some scribbles that are supposed to be Darkseid trying to work it out. It's, there's it's, a it's, chalkboard? I, it's not a literal chalkboard. Oh, okay. It's some sort of thing where he's written equations. And yeah. it's kind of ridiculous. Just like random shapes and symbols and yeah. pseudo-hieroglyphic stuff. Gotcha. It's funny. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it's regarded as one of the best, on the whole, one of the best comic runs. Oh yes. Like not self-contained runs, just extended yeah. runs in history, and I think that's for good reason. It's, um, it's very varied in its approach. It starts out super horror and stays horror for a while, um, and then gets kind of bigger and more comic booky but still true to its own spirit and then it gets a little sci-fi and it does all kinds of really radical and experimental and interesting things nearly all of which work just 
amazingly well because Alan Moore is a genius. He's Alan Moore. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I I recommend that absolutely everyone read it. Yeah. Not to loan you the. You, you have to point. also the Hellboy. Yep. Oh yeah, you got. But I keep buying those. comics, so I just keep like pushing back borrowing. Yeah. I need to stop spending money. Yep. So next, I think I'm gonna read Batman <clears throat> Arkham Asylum. Ooh, like that, like that run, like the Arkham Asylum art, like that. Just the yeah, the little self-contained. Ooh yeah, thing, Grant Morrison. I've heard that's great. Yeah, I've had. The, I got and terrifying. I got that. Uh, I think. Yeah, it would have been Free Comic Day. Yeah. Free Comic Book Day. I got that and a few other things. So got that next, and then we'll see where it goes. That you need to do your Daredevil stuff. Yeah. Well, I have, I have four things. Three. Well. Depending on I count three or four things on my shelf that are small and self-contained that I want to get through before that. Gotcha. So I got that. I've got that uh, Boom Studios one-off yeah. that I thought, okay, this looks interesting. Yeah. And then I've got Trees Volumes 1 and 2. Gotcha. So I'm going to get through those, and then I'm going to get into the Brian Michael Bendis and subsequently Ed Brubaker run of Daredevil. Cool. All right. Should we – thought – should we save your swamp thing to do like mine where we did with me with Titans, like in between what you've been up to and news as your like weekly update? Yes. And you kind of keep track of that? Yes. Because swamp things are more your thing than yep. mine. Yep. Um, and I've been putting myself through too many of the mm-hmm. very just questionable DC Universe <laughs> shows. So yeah. I want to take a break. <laughs> yep. Let me put myself through this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay, so is that uh, barring the Swamp Thing all you've been up to? No! Oh! Because I also watched season five of Black Mirror. Oh, yeah! The whole thing? There's only three episodes. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, really? Yeah. What a season! I mean, <laughs> first season's three episodes, the second season's three in a Christmas special. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, my God, I didn't know that. I always assumed... Oh, I can I can work my way through that then. Yeah. Give myself a weekend. There's like 20 to 25 total episodes in the entire show so far. That doesn't math out correctly. So there's three in the first, four in the second if you count the Christmas special, six in both the third and fourth. Okay, that there's the yeah. – I was like – because you said there's three in, in the fifth one, three in the first, three in the second. I'm like, and there's got to be quite quite a bit more in the third and fourth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so there's three episodes in this one. Have you eaten uh, – I mean, uh, do you, what? Care to – should I say what I was going to say, or should I say what I was about to say? Uh, Both. I was going to say, have you played or seen the Bunders- Bundersnatch? Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. No. Okay. What I was going to say, have you eaten the Blundersnatch? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very dirty way thing to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I'm going to keep those details personal. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, God, that was a weird thing. Yeah. Anyway, no. moving on. Moving on. No, I've been meaning to get to Bandersnatch. I haven't yet. Bandersnatch? I, I haven't worked up the, the appetite. Um, No, but season five, Uh, it's not bad on the whole, but I think it's the first season that had more misses than hits. Because uh. um, on average, each season, each season has its misses and hits. Um, I think the first season is all, all three are good. Uh-huh. Um, but there's at least one kind of misfire in each of the subsequent seasons. And this gotcha. one, um, I really liked the first episode, which has uh, Falcon and Black Manta 
are ah, old friends. Old friends. And they, they meet up after like 11 years of their just kind of, you know, growing apart as mm-hmm. they get older. Um, and they play a virtual reality video game together, like a fighting video game. Uh-huh. And because it's Black Mirror, things interesting things happen that leave you with some pretty heavy existential questions. Oh, good. It's also got Mantis in it ah. as one of the playable characters in the video game. All right. So that's fun. A lot of a lot of superheroes. Yeah. Um, I have a great like one sentence teaser for it that would get anyone excited, but the problem is it's kind of spoilery. Ah. Uh. So, I'll I'll just sit on that. Uh, no, I so that one's Striking Vipers. I really liked that one. Um, the second one is Smithereens. Uh, it's got that's Twenty One Pilots song. Probably. It is. Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking question me probably <laughs> it's uh so it's got andrew scott i think is his name the guy who plays moriarty and sherlock um uh kind of a young guy with crazy eyes really good actor he's also he had a minor role in specter or spectry depending on how you want to count that isn't he in fucking chernobyl mm. moriarty sherlock up oh. Moriarty actor. Is it Andrew, Andrew Scott? Scott? Oh, no, it's not Andrew Scott. Who um, am I thinking of? Barry Keoghan? Possibly. No, Jared Harris. Jared Harris, okay. Yeah, yeah he's the no, main guy yeah, in Chernobyl. very different guy. Why are you thinking of Jared Harris? Well, he's in. He's also in. He's well, in. He's in Sherlock. He's in Sherlock? Yeah. Gosh, I haven't seen that show in a while. Show? Oh. No, the movie. Oh, the Sherlock Holmes movie. Oh, yeah, he's Moriarty in the Sherlock Holmes okay, movie. Okay, there we go. We the figured it out. Sherlock. We figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Uh, Not no. Sherlock Films. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really proud of that. Ooh. I'm really proud of that. Those worked. Did, mm. Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Films. Okay, okay. They they shall henceforth be known thus. Yes. All right, fine. Uh, no, it's got Andrew Scott, and he's mad at a, I guess, a fictionalized version of Facebook. Um, it's supposed to be a, it's just a big social media company. Um, and so he gets mad and does some bad things, and it's almost really good. There's It, it comes together with some really interesting and unique sort of emotional beats at the very end that I think land really well. Um, but getting there, there's a lot of really on the nose dialogue and over the top cut flashback. And Uh, it just, it feels, it feels like it was written by, a a suburban mom who's concerned for the community. mm. And then like the first draft was written by that. And then Charlie Booker or Brooker or whatever his name is, the black mirror writer, saw the then was like oh this is great let me make it a little more black mirror-y yeah uh so andrew scott is great in it when his writing is not just super on the nose uh-huh um it's got topher grace as sort of the tech mogul behind this social media company who uh-huh. shows up at the end uh and it's it, it's interesting it doesn't quite work but it's not bad uh, and then the third one don't actually remember the name. It's the one with Miley Cyrus in it, basically playing herself. Oh. Or sort of a dramatized version of herself. Weirdly, she's the best part of it. 
Really? Yeah. She wow. actually it's a it's a good performance by her. Good. Um so she's a she's a troubled pop star. It's it's sort of two parallel stories that end up colliding between uh-huh. her story and the story of a kind of isolated teenage girl played by the blonde side character from Spider-Man Far From Home. Um the one that Ned's going to end up dating in the next movie. Who? <laughs> you recognize her if you see a picture, but uh don't know her name. Far from home. I just keep talking all yeah. Uh so they there's a I guess sort of the hinging point is there's a little robot that is imbued with a version of Ashley Ashley O, that's the pop star, the Miley Cyrus, imbued with her personality and they um they sell them as like toys, I guess. Or uh, personal companions or something and so uh-huh. uh the teenage girl gets one and then uh there's drama that happens on miley cyrus's end that causes things to blow up and they have to all go on an adventure together oh good and it's uh adventure it's mostly really terrible and reads injury like rice that's probably jewelry maybe nice guys final hours spider-man homecoming black mirror yep rachel okay yes that's her um yeah it's a it it, instead of being a suburban mom concerned for the community this one reads like it was written by a 15 year old pop music devotee and then charlie booker took it and like let's black mirror this up a little bit what else she was in she was in mako mermaids and h2o adventure oh man that sounds what a great movie I just want to like go to the IMDb. Page. Oh my god, it has a seven point one on IMDb. How many That's ratings? Not though? two thousand seven hundred. That's not many. That's not many. That's almost none. What's the Metacritic? I don't think it doesn't even have a Metacritic yeah. rating. Critic ra- critic reviews. It's got one review from Common Sense Media. What a fucking TV movie. <laughs> That's got to be the the movie follow up to H two O, right? The Australian yeah. Mermaid Show. Yeah, yeah. it's an it's the the it's okay. called an H two O adventure. Okay, yeah, okay. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, that one's the worst of the bunch, but I think it's still worth watching if only to see Miley Cyrus actually give a really good performance. Yeah, when she's when we she's might see computer writing. computer Miley Cyrus make a uh, performance in the next. Speaking movie. of computer Miley Cyrus, yeah, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, all in all, kind of a disappointing season, but I'll still be back for the next one if they make it. Oh, yeah. Wow, we're at 22 minutes. Good show. Um, I also saw Dark Phoenix. Go listen, Go listen to our review. Go listen to our review. 15 second version. It's a bad movie, but I enjoyed it because it had a lot of good moments that I really, really liked, but they're very small. Uh, it's a bad movie, and I was really disappointed with it, and it left with a bitter taste in my mouth, and it seemed like they just didn't give a shit because they were le- they were done making movies anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was very unhappy with it. Um, so I... You're done? Yes. Cool. So I have been... Boy, have I been watching things. So I finished, uh, Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. It's just ended fine. Whatever. It It didn't seem to make any, like, massive increase or decrease in quality towards the end. Okay. Um... Iron Fist was actually really good. Yeah, I actually I really you, right? enjoyed Iron Fist too. Isn't Iron Fist too great? <laughs> it's actually like his power, his ability, his skills are more consistent in this season than they were. Yes, because that was one of our biggest complaints about the last season. Mm-hmm. Is that like how can he beat the shit out of like 
a master kung fu artist, but mm-hmm. he gets his ass handed to him by like security guards. Yeah, it's just inconsistent and yeah. drives me nuts. This one, like, he just wipes the floor with people that are only adequate at fighting. Right, and he like, like, kind of has a one on one fight with people that are fucking insane great fighters. Yeah, and also Colleen Wing. Who, boy, does she just own this show? Yeah, <laughs> her Misty Knight was like all right, uh, yeah, but Colleen Wing just like. Her handling two of the uh, the sisters, mm-hmm. the spider the spider sisters, I think so, something like that. Her just like single handedly, hand- and hers too. Her skill level was consistent, mm-hmm. and it's just, I, it was just wonderful. the The Meachams could have had them, yeah. Could have left them. them. I think I think Ward was a lot better this season. Oh yeah, he was less like whining and bitchy. Like he seemed yeah. to actually have like a lot of more emotional uh, stakes. Yeah, kind of not stakes necessarily, but like you you care about him. Finally. He's fucked up right now. <laughs> yeah, um, and you totally see his his entire everything he has to do with the story. It makes sense. You can follow yes. where he's going. Um, his sister not so much. Yeah. Um, Iron Serpent or Steel Steel Serpent Iron Serpent. I don't remember. Fucking, I don't even remember his name. Davos. Oh, Davos. The Onion Knight. <laughs> First of all, that drove me nuts the yeah. entire time. Uh, fuck him. Fuck that character. It's just, I did not like that whole, like, he was just whiny and bitchy, and, like, his backstory made it even worse because it was like, oh, my daddy liked you better. It's like, And then his mom was kind of a twat the whole time, and just everything surrounding his backstory and his part of the story was just obnoxious yeah kind of a one-dimensional villain yeah probably would have been a lot better if season one had been any good and yeah. actually given him some decent backstory and yeah. stuff to build on yep exactly um uh who else what happened uh the nightwing reference fuck you <laughs> uh <laughs> uh did you like kind of the twists and turns that started taking at the end such as uh oh colleen getting the power right that was pretty cool i think of anybody she deserves to get the power yeah i I thought that made a lot of sense um uh, what else did it do what about the the gun at the very end oh the fucking reference to the original iron fist Mm, mm -hmm. because that because that's what that is like it's right uh uh oh uh orson orson not wells not wells (laughs) (laughs) uh orson randall's randall randall orson no. Because I know it's, it's yeah, it's because I know okay. it's, like, because it was like, oh, hey, because Rand, Danny Rand, it's Randall Orson. Okay. Uh, so Randall Orson is a character that he has, uh, the guns are, the guns aren't specifically mystical, but, or were they? I don't think, I think it's a, like, a regular gun that is imbued with sort of this power. Because yeah. I think that power, it, with Danny Rand, it goes into his fist. Yeah. That's his, you, you like, you get a weapon, you get to define yeah. a weapon. And so you get, if you're Colleen, you get a sword. Yeah. Uh, if you're Davos or Iron Fist, you get a fist. If yeah. you're Orson Welles, you get a gun. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, that was really cool. Uh, uh, I'm not going to lie. I kind of did it. The biggest problem I had with the show was the last episode seemed to just drag on too long. Yeah. I actually skipped a majority of the second half of the last episode. Okay. Um, and then I saw, like, I was, like, skipping through the frames, like, on the slider bar. Uh-huh. And I saw the guns lit up, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, real well <laughs> for that whole scene. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a cool uh, whatever Disney does on Disney+. Plus Because that show is coming back. Please. All of these shows are coming back. Isn't it weird how I'm 
almost I'm, yeah I'm second such, most excited to be about iron fist such a 180 yeah. for us <laughs> no um, i told you it was great yeah you were kind of skeptical but um but yeah no it's a uh, quality show yeah um what else did i f- fucking watch uh oh i watched chernobyl mm-hmm. the five episodes the highest rated tv show on imdb of all time of all time holy shit go watch it it's five hours you can do it in an afternoon mm-hmm Make sure you're paying attention to it all. It does such a great job of taking something that's so complicated and making it understandable. Mm-hmm. Because So what it is, it, it's not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like the build up to it and it would like, you would watch all the mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. But given that most of the mistakes happen in the course of about two minutes, it's just like a rapid, like shit went wrong really quickly. Uh-huh. Um, what it actually is, is the first five minutes is when the explosion happens. And then it's five hours of them like, of the investigation and the cleanup. Right. Um, it starts like, and it kind of, it, the, the cuts get bigger and bigger. So, uh, the first couple episodes are all involving the first two days afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to go like two months after six months after, and then like two years after, like okay. it ends like two years after. Um, but it's the, it's the investigation and the cleanup behind it all. And, it the conclusion the final final episode is where everything comes together the entire investigation comes together and it does a really good job throughout the entire show of like kind of teaching you how the nuclear reactor works mm-hmm. um so that you actually understand what's going on for the most part but then it fills in all the gaps during the trial at the very end uh-huh. where he like is explaining it to the court and to the jury what actually like how it happened and what went wrong mm-hmm. and he has like a visual aid it's fucking it's kind of funny um but then just i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say what happens like at the end of the show but fucking russians dude <laughs> there's a there's a thing that happens that i'm not gonna spoil because like you don't see it coming mm-hmm. um it, it's just such a great show because it really does pace itself phenomenally mm-hmm. um the and you there's one character that drives me nuts and i hated her and then i found out that she's an actual person that's still alive <laughs> yeah um she like it, that her husband was a firefighter who like uh was one of the first responders so got very bad acute radiation poisoning mm-hmm. um and like she was told several times don't touch him Moment she sees him, goes in for a full body hug, and I'm like, "You idiot!" <laughs> and then she has a then she has a child that dies. Mm. Yeah, okay. But I I really need to watch this. Oh, it's so good. It's it's really really worth it. And it's like it's I talk about how some of my favorite things are very concatenated or not concatenated, uh, truncated. Like there's a beginning and an end. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. This was not. I was concerned that it was going to be. I was concerned that it was like, how are they going to make a full series or full season? Cause I was thinking like 13 episodes mm. of this. And then are they going to do another season? Like what's, what's going to come next? Chernobyl is a historic event. That's very yeah. fact-based. Um, well, no, it's just five hours and they pace it perfectly. Chernobyl two, Godzilla rising. Yeah. <laughs> Chernobyl two, the other three reactors blew up, but we didn't know that happened. <laughs> it, it, like the whole show it's, it's got, it takes kind of two different perspective. It takes the, or not perspectives, it takes two different things happening into account. It takes like, 
the science into account, and it takes the Russian propaganda stuff into account. Because mm-hmm. it's the, like, the fucking Soviet Russia. Yeah. Like, propaganda everywhere. Yep. And it's just, it's really interesting to see what what they can say about what the Russian propaganda was like back then. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, learned about this from my mom yesterday, two days ago. Apparently Russia is not happy with that show. And they're doing oh, their own version of it. <laughs> wow, are they proving that fucking point. Oh, yeah. They are proving the point that the show is making. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Honestly, why does it even matter what the show says about the old government? Because a lot of the people in power now are holdovers from that government. Oh. Putin's ex-KGB and a yeah. lot of these people are... It's just there's a really interesting scene about the KGB, like the chairman of the KGB going to be like, look, the KGB is not what you think it is. And like, it's actually it, it's interesting to see kind of the government's propaganda, the media's propaganda, and the people's propaganda and how all of those happen. Because mm-hmm. like if that scene is to be believed, the KGB is not like spy on everyone and then we're going to murder everybody. It's like uh, the the what's the what's the line? Um have faith but verify or was trust, like, but, trust verify. but verify yep and he like he says that and he's like i believe it's like the fucking president said that like the yeah your, reagan, your, said, reagan that said that yeah so like eh, i guess it makes sense trust but verify that's a that's a viable way of living like yeah <laughs> like i'm not gonna blindly trust anybody yep. but yeah yep uh and then i'm also finishing the crown uh gauge if you're what if you're listening to this to apologize to Catherine for me because uh, we Catherine and I started watching it uh, when uh, Gage was in Pride so mm-hmm. she and I would just be hanging out and watch watch a few episodes of Crown but then you know she left right. so and I just kind of stopped watching it and then uh, I wanted to start watching Downton Abbey so mm-hmm. I typed in Downton Abbey on uh, Netflix and it was like shows like Downton Abbey which means Downton Abbey's on Netflix it's on Prime. and it was like The Crown and I'm like Oh, I should finish that. And boy, did my productivity at work plummet because I just got sucked into that show. It yeah. is so good. Like the music is great. The drama is great. The tension is great. And like all the it's it's crazy how much shit went down with Queen Elizabeth II's early, early mm-hmm. like her that stuff. Because like this was immediately on the back of uh, like right after World War Two. And there was stuff like uh Dealing with the abdication of uh, Albert, mm-hmm. and then also the realization the the Albertcation the Al- Albertcation uh, the realization that he may have actually been a Nazi uh, sympathizer, and there was like the there was a big thing about files that came out that was like uh, correspondence between him and the Nazis and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. He like visited. He was like uh, Hitler hosted him and his wife. Like there's a whole bunch of shit that went down with that. Um, there is the whole Egypt shit, like the mm-hmm. Egypt crisis. Um, there's a lot of references. They don't dwell on it too long, which I'm glad. But there's a whole lot of references of, like, all of their commonwealths getting, like, <laughs> like <laughs> claiming independence. They're like, we're yep. fucking losing everything! <laughs> like, damn Americans starting a trend. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, there was a whole, like, it. it's really interesting to see... It's it kind of almost like like Chernobyl. You like there's all these big events you see, but it shows you the start of it and how simple it can be. There was a huge crisis with Prime Minister Eden, who's the guy that followed uh, Churchill. That he like 
I can't remember which Middle, Middle Eastern country it was. Um, I think it was Syria. But he spoke Arabic to the guy. Mm. And what I, there was a huge deal with that because, like, drama just exploded because the the president or, like, whatever the leader was had a translator ready. Mm-hmm. But when the when Eden started talking in Arabic, it was kind of embarrassing for the other guy, and shit exploded from that. And it's crazy how, like, uh, just drama can explode from something as minor as that, and you get to watch that stuff happen. Like, that's kind of what every episode is about. It's almost a... Uh, anthology show at this point where it's just like there's like it's kind of episode by episode just shit that went wrong <laughs> during her early early reign uh it's over it's such a good show I hear and i'm excited to see like i'm excited to see and this is the, the second season's the last season that she's the queen and then uh she's the actress and then they're replacing mm, and they're, right. like they're Cause they're, cycling because they're getting older yeah they're pushing through time real quick with yeah this one, right so it's so good i highly recommend the crown okay uh i also read a few things of teen titans new teen titans i'm getting through that mm-hmm. uh, i have one annual left and then it gets into the crisis on infinite earth crossover so i'm gonna be reading crisis on infinite earth again Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be hearing about that right. and then i'm gonna read the flash and then i just bought george perez the first volume of george perez's run on wonder woman so you'll be hearing about that Man, Eventually. you're not going to get the Hellboy and Swamp thing for a long time. Yeah, it depends on how fat, how much I'm reading. <laughs> this this trip that we're about to take, like I'm gonna, mm-hmm. that I'll probably be done reading by the end of that trip because we got a month before we go on mm-hmm. it. Yep. Oh shit, we have to account for that. Oh yeah, it. we'll have to we'll have to consider that early or later. I'll figure or out what what that episode is. But that's all I've been up to. Okay. Uh, Swamp Thing update. Swamp thing. First update. update. Uh, yeah. So uh, I watched the first two episodes because I didn't realize last time we recorded that the first one was even out. We also uh we did record late yeah yeah um it's not terrible uh the the swamp thing character has barely been in it so far because uh-huh. he his origin the explosion that turns alec holland into swamp thing happens at the very end of the first episode uh-huh. uh but already they've made a couple of pretty major uglies I guess uh, on the origin because they said they were going to be sticking to the Alan Moore version, uh-huh. and they're just really not. Yeah, and some I'm a little worried about how they're going to handle the character moving forwards. Uh, the stuff around him is fairly well done. Uh, the sort of the swamp gloomy setting works pretty well. Yeah, and the the horror is quite well done. There's some really effective and pretty cool body horror yes because it's james wan and he's he's having fun uh the whole time though i just i had this nagging feeling in my brain that just something felt really artificial about it and i realized thinking back that this happens with a lot of dc's stuff especially post man of steel Uh it all just feels a little artificial somehow and the best way I can describe it is that it feels like the best 2004 has to offer. Like, you release this or an analog to this in 2004, and it would be some of the best superhero content. Yeah. But in a post-Dark Knight world, it still feels pre-Dark Knight. It feels pre-MCU. Mm-hmm. Just a little sloppy, and the the characters all look like movie stars instead of actors. Yeah. Uh, everything's a little too clean unless it needs to be dirty in which case it's too dirty mm. um 
No one talks exactly like real people. Yeah. I noticed that with Titans a lot. Yeah. It's not it's not bad. It's just your brain catches that real quick, even subconsciously, yeah. and you're just like, this just it doesn't feel quite right. Your brain has a way of like of actually being able to tell when there's something that's slightly off. Like for instance with sound stuff. Mm -hmm. Like if someone if someone you know who their what their voice sounds like really well is talking into a mic, you can notice the very slight differences in the frequency that the mic is doing mm -hmm. and you'll you'll catch it but you'll not know that you're catching it. You'll just feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's it's sort of uncanny valley almost. Yeah. Um there's one moment I really centered on where uh so sort of the the plot centers around there's a mysterious disease that starts affecting this small town in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And so Dr. Abby Arcane, who works for the CDC in this version, which is complete change from the comics, but I yeah. don't have a problem with it necessarily. Uh, she's called back to come in and help figure out the situation, get things under control before this epidemic starts spreading. Yep. Um, and so she comes in, she gets into the facility where the first three patients are. And she's like, Okay, everyone, need your attention. Here's what's going on. We're going to get this figured out. Uh, from this moment forward, you do not interact with the patient unless you have, quote, masks, gloves, and goggles. Cut to her interacting with the first patient, no goggles. Really? Yeah. God. Just no space in between. Cut five Damn seconds it. later. Yeah, just little continuity errors. Lacks, lack of attention to detail. There's a yeah. lot of little things like that. It's, um, it's just a little sloppy. Uh, I think there's still quite a bit of promise with the, the horror and um, they just introduced Dr. Woodrue, who, if you know, the Alan Moore run is a very important character in the first half of the first volume. Okay. Uh, and so there's there's some interesting directions it can still go, but it's not great so far. Yeah. What do you think about them canceling it already? Uh, oh, for those who don't know after the first episode warner brothers canceled swamp the second episode or the second season of swamp thing because it's not going in the direction they wanted to go which if you followed common common dc movie stuff it's either like we don't like the, what the direction you're going so we're going to change it and then you get things like bvs mm-hmm or they just cancel it because they don't like the way it's going. So either way, you do what the studio wants or you don't do it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 kind of a mess. Uh It does feel like it's in danger of going down some very wrong paths mm -hmm. just with the character. Um So the way his origin is handled in the Alan Moore run of the comics is So so the first origin, he gets blown up, uh, his his lab gets blown up, he gets chemicals, and he gets thrown into the swamp, and it turns him into the swamp thing. It takes the person and his body and turns him into sort of this plant monster man. Yep. Uh, Alan Moore retcons that and says, okay, when he was blown up, his entire body was destroyed. His consciousness attached itself to, to some plants that had these chemicals then fall on him. It assembled itself into something resembling a human body the best it could. It's not a human body. There's a, a famous issue that is like the autopsy of Swamp Thing. And they, uh -huh. he's pulling out these things that they look like organs and they're in the right place for all the organs. But roughly. They're, just plants. they're just vestigial. They're plants. There's no function to him. He doesn't yeah. need to eat. He doesn't need to sleep or breathe. And uh, it's the way he describes it is it's a bunch of plants that thinks it's still a man. Yeah. And that's a much more interesting concept, I think, than dude gets turned into a plant monster. Yeah. 
and so the way they do it in at the end of episode one is he's in a boat uh, collecting some chemicals that have been dumped in a swamp and he gets blown up and he survives somehow but is seized by some angry cgi plants mm-hmm. and turns into swamp thing mm-hmm. living him and so that's already kind of a problem and then he shows up in episode two uh near the end and there's a kind of a low-level bad guy skulking around with a machete and he like sends some tendrils some big vines out and they kind of appear out from behind him and grab him and pull him out and rip him apart limb from limb which is cool and exploding with gore and great yeah but that's a huge leap like the entire first volume of swamp thing his fighting is mostly just punching yeah he hasn't figured out how to use his powers like that the the subsequent couple volumes after that are him learning how to control other plants and use his body it's it's him uh turning off that part of his brain that's subconsciously telling him that he has to be human Uh uh-huh I guess not brain, literally, consciousness. Yeah. And so him immediately being able to jump into, if not full god mode swamp thing, at least dangerous plant, powerful elemental type thing, swamp thing, that cuts out what should be a really interesting arc. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not optimistic, but I'm not going to rule out the possibility that it sorts itself out. Damn shame. Yep. Come on, DC! (sighs) Ah. Comics are good. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So news. So news. Oh, I've got a couple things too. Uh, speaking of menu, we got a full trailer for Jessica Jones three. Oh, <gasps> fuck. Yeah. What happens in it? Uh, it's got sort of a weird horror vibe. Okay. Um, it's got sort of a psycho serial killer main villain. It looks like. Do we I, know who it is? I don't recognize the actor. Um, but he looks good from the 30 seconds of footage we see of him. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't do enough research to figure out if he's someone from the comics, so I presume he is. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of Jessica Jones out there to draw from. I mean, not a lot, but yeah, enough untapped material because yeah. she's an unexplored character. Uh, yeah, I mean, menu's been... It's been generally good. This is the last menu show. This is, so this is the last menu show. Because then it's just going to be Disney. Yep. So well, this, we can't use menu anymore. Would this be the dessert menu then? Because it's the last. This will be the menu. Yeah. Marvel. Marvel well, extended Disney universe. Um. Medpoo. <laughs> Disney Plus universe. Uh. We'll figure something out. Demu Disney extended Marvel universe. We'll figure something out. <laughs> Mud. Marvel Mud. Universe Disney. <laughs> we could do it. Uh, if the first show's bad, we'll take to calling it Mud. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, like season two, what's funny? Something funny fucking happened. Oh, what's oh, that? Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay, I'll get to what I just reacted to in a, in a minute. Okay. Uh, Secret Life of Pets 2 beat Dark Phoenix in opening weekend. Yep. And the reason we think that is, is because that audience, the audience that went, would go to see Dark Phoenix, has already seen their one or two movies for yeah. the year, which is a typical number for, like, a standard moviegoer. Yep. 
The Secret Life of Pets is an entirely different audience. It's all the kids. It's all the parents who are like being dragged to the movies with their kids, want to drop off the kids. It's kids' birthdays. It's summer. Yep. Blah blah blah. Very different audience. Yes. So Dark Phoenix just didn't have much of an audience left to go see it. It's only going to be the hardcore fanboys. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Any, uh, I've got a whole kind of segment of news. Yeah. I wanted to talk briefly about Dark Phoenix because yeah. I don't know if it came out, but at least it was brought to the forefront of the media attention that uh matthew vaughn who directed first mm. class his general vision for this x-men arc was to do apocalypse directly after uh first class um to raise the stakes but not blow it out of proportion with the whole days of future past mm-hmm. massive tying together the old and the new characters and stuff and that I think that would have worked a lot better because it gives you an extra movie to introduce Jean Grey and Storm and Cyclops and yeah. build up their characters, which was a big problem with Dark Phoenix is that there's not a lot of investment in these in-universe investment in these characters. Yeah. And that kind of hurt the emotional stakes of the whole thing. So thanks, Fox, for ruining what should have been a good arc. Yep. Anyway, that's what I wanted to say about that. All right. Uh, do you have any other news before I jump into my kind of whole Yes, I have a okay, couple other things. Uh, there was a Terminator Dark Fate TV spot. Oh, yeah. I am kind of just want to stop talking about this movie already. Yeah. I'm not excited. It doesn't it, need to happen. No. They've been trying to They've been trying to bring back Terminator since 3 was bad. Yeah. And it's not... It's been a working. long and not successful journey. Yeah. At, at least it doesn't look as bad as Rambo Last Blood. Ugh. I'll say that. God, uh, we got a we got a trailer for Dark season two, which I raved about that for a while and then was really disappointed. That's the German Stranger Things, oh sort yeah, sort of. Um, so it's a lot darker and a lot more twisty than uh-huh. Stranger Things. Um, it's a so the first season was ten episodes, and the way I describe it usually is the first nine and a half episodes are some of the best TV I've ever seen. And then it completely goes off the rails in the last half episode. Yeah. Which is just incredibly disappointing, but there's enough interesting ideas and just cool filmmaking. Yeah. I'm excited to see what they do in season two. Uh, It's all about like time travel and fate and stuff. And it's, you know, that feels really apt coming on the back of Terminator. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's a thing. It's a it's a unique and exciting thing, and I'm glad that it is being done. Cool. So, all right, that's what I had. Uh, E3. Uh, pre preliminary news. Uh, the first conference is uh, first conference is in about two and a half hours for us. Okay. Um, I'll be keeping track. It's uh Microsoft and Bethesda today. Two of the big ones. Mm-hmm. Bethesda's the big one. Um. Uh, so far we are pretty certain they're going to announce the new Xbox. Mm. Fuck. Stop. Let us see. Let us simmer on the Xbox one for like another half decade or so. Yeah. I thought Stop. that was, I don't follow video games, but I thought that was very new. It's still pretty recent. Uh, mm. I believe so. Uh, current gen was released, uh, right before. Black Flag was released. Black Flag, uh, 2014. So it's been five years. Oh, that's a lot longer than I thought. That's not that long for an entire console. Mm. Uh, difference between Xbox 2 and... Th- oh. 
no, that actually seems about right. Xbox, or not Xbox, uh, PS2 was released in 2001, I believe, and then PS3 was, I believe, 2006 or 7, mm-hmm. and then 2014, so about, like, five to seven year difference. Uh, so that's, yeah, no, if they're, like, they're announcing it, it's going to be released, like, next year, mid-next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably going to happen. Uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which is the big Star Wars game that everyone's been excited for. I believe it's supposed to be open world. It's going to get a much bigger announcement this year. Last year, it was like, hey, we're working on a Star Wars thing called Fallen Jedi. Ah! And everyone just like lost their shit. Um, I remember uh, last time I got excited about a Star Wars game. And the time before that. Do what? Two Battlefronts. Oh, yeah. Maybe this one will be good. Um, there is, uh, it is possible uh, someone kind of leaked or was hinted that the next Elder Scrolls is going to be revealed, revealed tonight. Um, if people recall or care from last year, um, there was a kind of a teaser of just a, a like with music and just zooming into a city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of speculation on what that was, possibly the bread. I didn't do my research on it. I'll do mm-hmm. it for actual next week. Right. Uh, possible like the Breton. Uh, homeworld which is basically one of the human races mm-hmm. um we do know that the elder scrolls is not going to come out for another while they didn't give us a certain amount of time but he said that it's going to be a wait todd what's his fuck said uh, he's the mcfarlane no <laughs> uh he said it's going to be a wait because right now bethesda is working on a on star something star space space stars I don't know. Star Wars. Star Trek. <laughs> not Star Trek. Not, Star Scream. Uh, I'm sure I could find it in this article. Um, Star Balls. But he said, so basically it's going to be a space-oriented uh, Skyrim slash Fallout, like open world, or open space. That sounds fun. Um, yeah, that's been their baby project they've been working on for a while. Um, so maybe uh, Zenimax has recently filed for a new trademark on a new logo featuring an Elder Scroll. Maybe an indicator for the project. Interesting. Okay, so I'm seeing, like, what they are looking at. Uh, it's one of those, like, with the access the internet has now, people can, like... Like, it happened when 21 Pilots was releasing their new album. Mm-hmm. You'd file for a trademark before you release it, and people can fucking find out that you did that. Yeah. So things get leaked so quickly. Yep. Um, but, yeah. So that's might be happening. Uh, it's, just, it's just kind of everyone going, like, ah, oh, these are what's going to be released. And it's... And it's a lot of things. So next week will be our uh, E3 episode. Mm-hmm. I we might have we will have either possibly Carter and or Brendan on. Okay. Uh, next Good. week we need someone who knows something about video games. Cause... Yeah, and Carter definitely enjoys like Brendan kind of keeps track of it, but Carter I think keeps track of it as much as I do mm-hmm. on E3. Um, so we might have four hosts next week, which will be I'll amusing. Just, I'll just sit here in the corner quietly and occasionally or insert. That's, snarky and or ignorant comments that's what your job is on yeah game, mostly game oriented episodes yep. so yep that's uh news we're at 55 minutes okay good thing we don't have a lot of content for this yeah one. what are we talking about today matt childhood toys childhood and toys and how, how they, they can, would murder us how they can come to life and murder you we've got toy story which is about toys coming to life and we've got uh uh child's play which is about toys murdering people so we're going to talk about our childhood toys that come back and murder us yep matt what toys did you have as a kid let's see this is such a shallow episode. I apologize, guys. <laughs> I think it's a fun concept. Yep. So, I 
like every kid, I imagine. I had a couple of stuffed animals that I was real attached to when I was probably between the ages of two and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had, you know, those little like beanie baby dogs, the big head, uh, I've got a pretty big head, but they're like small, like the size of your hand ish, maybe a little bigger. Are you sure not we're talking about the dog where it's like the big fucking head? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Cause there's like different varieties. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a, it's a dog, it's a bean bag dog. Uh-huh. Um, I had a little Doberman named Doby. Still do. I think he's actually, I have him at my apartment. Uh-huh. Um, his nose fell off, but he was, he was my favorite, my most special one. And I'm having horrifying images of waking up now to, to him, like on my chest, ripping his seams apart and stuffing those little beans down my throat until I choke. Oh, damn. <laughs> How's that for a horrifying opener? Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, the dog. It's like they they do like a forced perspective where it's like a big, big head with a little no, body. When well, they do stuffed animals where it's like actually a tiny little body and a giant head. Okay, I'm sure I could find those and show them to you. Uh, yeah. So that was um that was one of my my toys. The other was uh, Maggie the stuffed sheep. Maggie the stuffed sheep. Yeah. So it's just a you know normal stuffed sheep. Um, the thing that I thought was really cool about Maggie was she had a like wool that was you had a zipper so you could take off the the Uh wool and she's shorn or you can put it back on and zip Uh. it back up um so i'm imagining that death would be a little more just a classic smothering yeah take the the small child and wrap it around the face yeah squeeze a little bit the wool part um so all of my stuffed animals kind of stay on the stuffed animal thing uh i always kind of imagined it would be very appropriate for either the name or like the what the look like like something so Mm -hmm. First of all, I had Fluffy. Fluffy was my first dog ever. And Fluffy has a little blep tongue sticking out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, it's just a very basic dog head mm-hmm. and, like, closed mouth, but it's got a little tongue. Mm-hmm. So I imagined Fluffy coming to life and ripping my tongue out. Oh. Like, and so, like, yeah, it, okay. yeah so that. it's appropriate for the, for, the, for the animal. I had Patches was my second dog, a little eye patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagined him stabbing out my left eye. Okay. Um, I think it's the lefty eye, left eye. Um... Banjo uh, would, you know, beat the fuck out of me with a banjo. Come that seems grab my parents' banjo that's right behind your head and just beat the shit. Not, you got to turn more around. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> just wake up and just beat the shit out of me. Uh, and then my favorite one is my is a stuffed animal that is bright green with bright blue and bright pink spots. Named it Argon. Would, Why? neon colors Uh, and argon is kind of a cool name i get it so argon would poison me with argon would fill my room with argon is argon poisonous i'm it's a noble i feel like it's probably if you inhale only argon you might die well yeah okay can you die by argon argon gas uh argon can be lethal i'd say if you inhale too much of it then you are gone Hey! <laughs> stabbing you in the face. Speaking of childhood toys, murdering you. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other stuffed animals I had. I, I did had... remember another one while you're doing that. Um, I had a stuffed piglet, like from Winnie the Pooh, because uh-huh. that was my favorite Winnie the Pooh character. Except I was young enough that I couldn't pronounce it right, so I called him Pillock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 
And so that one, he's got like those very long, limber limbs. That feels like, you know, you're sleeping on your side and you just feel something creep up behind you and uh-huh. those arms come around your neck and strangle you because uh... like, they're really long and thin. Yeah. I could, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a reasonably horrifying death, I think. My sister and I had, uh, I got a little tiger. Yes, I had a tiger and she got a giraffe. Uh, we bought them from Barnes and Noble in the, uh, oh, what is it? Something Gardens theme park. Marvin Gardens. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we named them Barnes and Noble. I like it. So I imagine them like waking up together and then like murdering me with books, like collapsing oh. an entire like library on my head. Yeah. Just like push over a bookshelf. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we had salt and pepper. Which were two, uh, like a white and a black, uh, the dog, which is, mm-hmm. I'll post a picture on the Instagram of like what the dog is. It's just, I'll, honestly, I'll probably try to t- find, find the stuffed animals and post those pictures. Yeah. Um, I'll find Dobie. You know, them over seasoning of fucking food, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just good old classic poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Poisoned by very salty steak. <laughs> uh yeah i think that's all the stuffed animals that i could really kind of come up with anything yeah um so after you outgrew stuffed animals where did you go uh so i actually had quite a bit of lord of the rings action figures okay so i had amir okay just stabbed the shit out of my out of me well yeah because he's got his sword um i had uh elrond who yeah, which is an interesting action figure to have. Yeah. Not particularly action-based character, He's is he? He's much more of a passive character. Yeah. <laughs> passive uh, figure. So passive figure. Passion uh, figure. Passion. That sounds a little different. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into uh, that when we get into the adult toys section. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so he had, like, you know, his giant sleeves, right, mm-hmm. from the movie. So I just imagine him, like, stabbing me with those Stabbing you with his sleeves? Well, yeah, because like I, I don't really imagine that the that their material actually changes. So they're still plastic. They're still okay. plastic and firm, so he can just jam oh, them into man. like jugular. Death by being stabbed by a thousand little plastic Aemir swords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't have Aragorn, which was really disappointing. But like, well, I had Aemir, which made me really like Aemir. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I had Merry and Pippin. Okay. Um, so they just kind of like, you know, the, you know, the classic, like the two shorties that like kind of team up with each other and like they crawl on each other's back and like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You ever seen a bug's life? Yes. Like the two ticks. Yeah. Or the fleas. Like, like that shit. Yeah. Yep. That's the voice that Marion didn't make. <laughs> Whole um, movie long. I think I had Gandalf, but I'm not entirely certain. Uh, so he would probably, you know, just use his magic. Are we assuming that the toys can like, they get some semblance of their of their normal powers yeah so yeah. he would probably just like i don't know my next my blind next... me right <laughs> i don't know <laughs> gandalf is kind of just all powerful yeah like i realized rereading the lord of the rings books this time that the war of the ring is not so much a war between sauron and the realms of men as it's a war between sauron's pawns and gandalf's pawns yeah <laughs> um so I think it's all the action figures I had. I had Legos. Oh boy. 
That's I want to get the... into I want to get into Legos in okay. a second. First, so I after I got old enough that stuffed animals were stupid, except Dobie. Dobie's my friend. <laughs> uh, I got into I had the I suppose a lot of people have this the Hot Wheels and little toy airplanes phase. Oh yeah, and you know there's some there's some great possibility for sort of a uh, self home aloning with. Yeah, just a floor covered in like seething. Yeah, like hot they don't wheels. even kill you particularly. It's just the blunt force trauma from hitting your head on the wall, on like the corner of the stairs. Yeah, from you slipping on one. So I, I had like a giant plastic, I guess, Rubbermaid tub full of them, uh-huh. and I don't know, maybe I. Weird aside, my brother Mark, he when he was about two, he loved taking the lid off and just sitting in there, <laughs> in all the cars. The fuck, Mark. <laughs> He's a little brother. Mark. <laughs> There's some really what? Great, there's some really great pictures of him just <laughs> sitting in there, happy as can be. I'll see if I see if I can find one. Oh please do! Oh my god, that is hilarious. Yeah, I think it's just you know little siblings got to mess with big siblings. Yeah. Oh, um, I know. You yeah. You I'm get a it. little sibling. Yes, you do. You do little. I I I, I, I am the, the little tense. sibling. <laughs> no, but like. I don't know. Maybe the lid gets left off that ajar, and I would always I would get up earlier than parents because I was six. You know, you get up early when you're six. I feel like those those cars would likely kill Mark first for sitting on them. <laughs> <laughs> they go for Mark first, and mm, then they go. He's for probably you. their god. That's why they let him sit on them. <laughs> but I'm so I always I would get up and I'd go into the living room and I'd take out my toys and play with them and. Sometimes in very strange ways. Um, I had a bucket of plastic, like, dinosaurs and other animals and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I grabbed one that I had a dinosaur encyclopedia, and so I knew, like, the measurements of all of them. And I was like, I grabbed one, and I knew how long it was. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this. This looks like it's the right size. And I'm going to use this and measure all my other toys proportionally uh-huh. to see if they were the right size. Oh, my God. It's like, this toy T-Rex is over 100 feet long. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, there was, uh, I don't know. I was a weird child. But anyway, I imagine I get up and I get into the living room and I just hear kind of this rattling behind me. The bin's empty. And I turn around and the, the floor behind me is just seething with Hot Wheels. <laughs> and I can't get through. And they're just kind of creeping closer, creeping closer. And I hear something behind me and all the airplanes come and they're oh flying my, God. At my head and they're swarming They're flanking around. you. Pins are move. <laughs> And you know you're disoriented because you got little plas- little metal planes dive bombing your face, <laughs> <laughs> and the cars come up and they unbalance your your feet and you you fall and you hit your head and then they climb all over you and skeletonize your corpse. Yeah, <laughs> like the fucking Gallagher or Gulliver's Travels. Gallagher's Travels. <laughs> no. oh, if you hit your hard head hard enough, then you get some Gallagher. They so Ooh. they they flatten they flatten me. I hit my head. I die, and then. The plastic dinosaurs skeletonized. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, Not cars. Cars don't have mouths. <laughs> usually, I uh, I had a lot of toy instruments. That makes sense considering your parents. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder how those would what those would do. Kind of hard to for an instrument to come to life. Well, I mean, I had I had a guitar, like a toy guitar that wasn't actually like really a guitar. It was a like. I know that it's like this. It's just this plastic thing, and then it's got like a sliding thing where the on the fretboard mm. it really only went to three positions, and then it made three different chords. And it was like mm-hmm. you press a button and it'd play music, and you'd play along with it. Okay. Um, just Nerf guns. 
Nerf oh. guns were a fucking thing. Yeah. Those are easy enough to assume what they do. Oh, yeah. Not really creative way to do it. They could stick to your eyeballs and blind you and then... That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Toy instruments could play Debussy over and over again until you just jump out of the upstairs window of your own volition. For you. I'd actually enjoy it. <laughs> um, should we jump into Legos? Let's jump into Legos because this was about when I hit my Lego phase. Yep. So Matt, wh- how would Legos kill you? Let's see. And we're putting a, a moratorium on. Oh, I step on it and I fall over. Like yeah. we're not doing the step on because that's oh. not them coming to life. Yeah. So I got to make this personal somehow. So what did what did I do to play with my Legos that was wrong? And that they would they would take vengeance on me for. So let's see. I was I just thought of mine. Okay. <laughs> I I was much more concerned with the story that I was acting out than actually building something cool. Uh-huh. I would just build a platform for my characters to act out whatever story they were doing. Yeah. So how would that oh they, they reenact Gulliver's travels. Oh. That's what they do. So they, you know, they just build out kind of a big flat thing, and there's a little boat or whatever, and you know, got all these little ropes and nets, but there's enough of them, they start knotting them all together, yeah, knock me over, tie me down, and then, I don't know, stab me to death with a thousand tiny little plastic swords. It's the best I can come up with. All right. I honestly forgot I played with Legos, which is weird considering how important a part of my oh, life yeah. they were for like Like part of me wants to years. go I, – I will take you upstairs to show you how my, my Lego collection mm-hmm. right now, like after this. Yeah. So so my biggest thing, I – every time I'd go to my grandparents' house, my parents would buy me a kit, like a Lego kit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved, I loved building the Legos and like having like – just having this mass of plastic that I built. It feels good, doesn't it? And – but eventually, over time, like, I'd just take it apart, and then they'd end up just in our massive Legos. Mm-hmm. But then I went through a phase where I wanted to, like, rebuild them all. But sometimes I couldn't find the right color of the piece. Oh, yeah. So I would just fill it in with what I could. Like, I'd try to keep, <laughs> I'd try to keep the interior colors. Like, if it was, like, I could find this many of the brown ones and I, a couple red red ones of the same shape. Uh-huh. If there were any in the interior, I would put the miscolored ones in the right. interior. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. So I think what they would do is they would take me apart. Okay. Piece by piece, like bone by bone, uh-huh. and throw me into a mass grave of other children that <laughs> would do the same thing. <laughs> and then like they would wait like 10 years and then start putting me back together, but some of my body parts were from other children. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you win this round. She's <laughs> like, whoops, can't find your femur. This one will do, and it's, like, the wrong shape. And I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) Horrifying patchwork man. Yep. To bring back Swamp Thing. Yep. That or uh, they would lose the fun parts. Because, like, when you had one that, like, could shoot things, Mm -hmm. you would shoot them, and then they'd be fucking gone. Yep. So they'd lose the fun parts. The parts that actually... Oh, man. My penis. Yeah. They'd lose the penis. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep. I yep. think that's how my Legos would kill me because I, I often just and then they put me on display, right? Yeah, prop you up. And... I, I, you know, I never actually like put things on display very much. Yeah. No, actually, to be fair, I kept mine on display for as long as I could. I don't mm-hmm. think I ever actually like. 
I think there was the time when I was like, oh, I'm too cool for this, and I took them all apart and threw them all in the bin. Mm. But, you know, that's fucking what everybody does. Yep. But I think my sister was the only one that actually all of her toys or all of her kits were the ones that ended up in the bucket really quickly. Okay. Because I kind of, like, put my stuff on display. I could be wrong. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It's been, you know, what, like 15 years? Yeah, at this point. <laughs> God, how old are we? We're so – actually, no, I was definitely playing, like, well into my preteens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're, like, 10 years. I definitely so. had just a couple afternoons in high school where I was like, you know what? I've yep. had too much of being a half-grown-up for the day. I'm going to go build Legos. Yep. It's going to be good. Oh, and then they would, like – make my body parts into something that was not remotely a good <laughs> human like trying to make a human but not remotely good yeah because like you know you'd want to build your own things but they were like always it. fucking garbage and always the exact same shape yep. i'd always take the wing shapes that came from the uh all of mine were star wars kits by the way okay 100 percent only star wars kits i think i had one lego city thing and it was like uh oh, aquatic rescue or whatever it was fucking stupid right but um always star wars stuff um, and, and they came with wings. So like the, um, uh, like, like a, a triangle kind of shape from the Imperial, from the empire emperors, uh, the, the folding ship. How uh-huh. am I, how am I the, uh, the Imperial shuttle? Yeah. Shuttle. Yeah. Uh, the shuttle, the Jedi starfighter that had like those wing shaped yeah, things. Okay, and I would yeah, take yeah. those and I'd like make my own thing, but it was just a garbage, like yep. just terrible I was not very creative when it comes to building things. Yep. Yeah, that's probably how my Legos would kill me. Just taking me apart and putting me back together wrong. Yeah. <laughs> not giving enough respect or, like, energy to find the correct pieces. Yep. That seems accurate. Yep. Let's see. What other toys did I have? I texted my mom to try to figure out what other toys I had, but she didn't. She had to think about it. Yeah. And she hasn't texted me back yet. Lame. I did have a This phase... was a lame episode anyway. Oh, a little bit. I did have a phase where I was really into like those little green army men. Oh yeah. So I had a bucket of I don't know, probably three or four hundred. Yeah. Um, and so them with all their various military equipment, I well, if we assume that they get some semblance of their powers, you get shot by tiny little plastic bullets. Yeah. And that probably doesn't very do do very much to me because those guns are tiny. You did an excited face. What's your excited face? Keep, okay. keep, yep. Uh, but once they start getting, I guess the the bigger equipment, the tanks and the stuff involved, that could that could probably do enough damage to just you know take me apart bit by bit. Uh huh. Um, I'm imagining this would make a great action movie though. Is just a kid goes is kind of the Godzilla to the Green Army Men, and it's, yeah. it's their desperate struggle to bring down this monster. Yeah, but all it takes is another Godzilla to take it down. So then in comes me and just tackles you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the side of the army men. Actually, no, I'm independent. I just hate you. That feels accurate. So my realization was all of my summer toys. Uh-huh. Out, some of my out, summer outdoor toys. Particularly the one that you put on your ankle and it circles and you jump over it with your other foot. Uh-huh. Just beats the shit out of my ankles. Like, it just comes to life and just, like, like a flail, like a medieval flail just starts going to town on my left ankle. <laughs> <laughs> my whole purpose in life to hit your ankles but you always jumped you always, always jumped, jumped. <laughs> yep that's how that one would get me that's yeah okay that seems fair also my drumsticks that's kind of how i spent a lot of my time was drumsticks so they would just mm-hmm. probably insert themselves into every open orifice yeah oh god <laughs> i look like the fucking what's the that create the needle face pin face pinhead larry pinhead 
I don't know. That's from SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, all the game controllers, game consoles. Uh, yeah. Um, would fondle me. Insert themselves into every in- open insert, orifice. Ins- they would. They just start shooting discs out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh no! What they would do is they would like break the discs like outwards towards my face because mm-hmm. you know that's gonna end terribly. Yeah. Like it's just gonna shatter and just. Yeah. You know. Or to take revenge for like all the stupid things not working, you beat on it and you take out the cartridge. And oh, blow all on of it. my rage! You have no idea how much I rage quit as a mm-hmm. kid. So they they toss you around a little bit and beat on you a little bit, and then they cut off the top of your head, take out your brain, blow on it, put it back in. See if it makes wow, you, work. you went you went for the old consoles. <laughs> I didn't have to do that. Uh, for me, probably what the of all the consoles, what would probably want the most revenge is the Wii, because mm. I God. Did I, was that in the height of my rage quit? Because, you know, I was bullied a whole bunch when I had that. So, oh, like, yeah. I had a bunch of pent-up rage. Mm-hmm. Anytime something would go wrong, what I would do is I would actually take the um, – I had the nunchuck attached. Uh-huh. And I would slap the um, the cord on the leather seats, and it made a really loud pop. Sometimes, and I was – what was that? Yeah, that's the sound of a gunshot. Because I was – it sounded like a loud gunshot. And I was always afraid that, like, my neighbors thought, like, guns. So I would, like, look out the window, like, terrified that, like, the neighbors heard that. But, like, I think the nunchucks would just, like, strangle me to death. Or would just, like, beat me in the face. Mm, and just, mm-hmm. like, like just my... flop you. Like, flop me all over the all over the body so I yep. looked like a, like, a, a slave in, like, 1790. Yep. Just, like, super just... lashes. Yeah. Just, oh, my God. Go full passion of the Christ. Right brutalized. Yeah, brutalized. Well, he only got 33. He's fine. That's true. But the movie made it look pretty <laughs> He only bad. got 33. He's fine. He got crucified. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got better, though. He got better. <laughs> the most. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is the most, like, just sacrilegious way of explaining the crucifixion of Christ. Yep. But yeah, no, the, it'd definitely be the Wii controllers that would get me, yeah. and all the uh, all the pencils because I actually started keeping pencils nearby to like contain my rage, so I'd have uh, something to break. Oh, okay, um, but it never satisfied it. I'd break one and then start throwing them around. Mm. So all of those like half pencils would come and start stabbing me. Oh yep, I yep. I have that too a little bit. Like I I still to this day always just use a wooden pencil at chess tournaments because uh-huh. if I lose a really bad game, I'll just snap it. Uh, you failed me. On to the next one. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Let's see. So I guess we should get into adult toys. So that Elrond body pillow I alerted to earlier. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> do I have any toys that are, like, not for kids? I don't think I do. I don't have, like, I just don't have. Yeah. I mean, fucking video games. Yep. I don't know. My parents, Great. My parents send me Legos occasionally still. Do they really? Like little ones, yeah. Oh. It's very nice. It's so nice. Yeah. They sent they sent me and Hannah a, a Lego Star Wars advent calendar <laughs> last for last Christmas. That's amazing. <laughs> and Hannah never played with Legos before, so it was like, I, I would usually let her like build the little things because she had so much fun. It was she like a never... piece every day or something? Uh, No, it's like a little tiny, maybe 10 to 15 piece kit oh. per day. Oh, per day. And, okay, yeah, gotcha. and so you just build like your little tiny thing, and it's a little tiny spaceship. Or there's a, a little cloud city, one of those city things that's about this big around. Yeah, it's like an inch or two in diameter. Uh-huh. Um, and she had so much fun just like putting little pieces in because she never had that as a child. Yeah, it was, it was very cute. She was always studying. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> Subtle dig at Hannah right there. <laughs> All right. Well, yep. I mean, is there any anything else that I don't know? Other toys? I'm sure I had other toys that I played with that I didn't what's, consider. What's that behind you? Is that? Ah, oh, fuck! It's banjo. He's got a, a banjo in his hand. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Fucking imagine if there was just a banjo standing up. All right. Man, what if Mark Hamill voiced Woody? That would be weird. I, don't yep. think, it, I think it would work. I'm kind of imagining an older Luke voice. I don't I was, think he'd do I it. I was going for it being scary and jokery. Oh. That's child's play. But, yeah. Oh well. oh, well. Shall we? We shall. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this. We thought this was a really cool concept, but... You know, it's yeah. It, I mean, it's fun re- to reminisce and to come up with mm, horrifying scenarios for, you know, inserting things into every orifice of my Elrond's body pillow. Speaking of mildly terrifying. Oh yeah, that's mildly terrifying. <laughs> Be sure to post that on Instagram. Post Speaking that. of, we're at Justice Losers Pod on Instagram, and we're gonna probably post a lot of pictures after this episode if we yeah. remember to. Got a lot of pictures, Got a lot of pictures promised here. Uh, so we'll do that. You can also find us on Twitter at Justice Losers Pod. If you've got thoughts about E3, which is happening this week, that's E3! that's all we're gonna be. What? Who? Huh? What was that? E3. I don't know what that was. As, but uh, yeah, that's that's what we're talking about next week. So if you've got thoughts about any of the announcements or news that are coming out about that, uh, you should hit us up on Twitter at Justice Losers Pod or Facebook, where we're just us lose you know how to search facebook you're a 21st century grown-up person uh if you if you want to do extended thoughts and like uh put it all into one coherent cohesive thing probably send that to our gmail justice losers pod at gmail.com uh you can find this podcast including our very fine reviews like the one we just did for dark phoenix which i realize i haven't put out yet because oh, i'm a slacker uh and yeah uh you can find that all that stuff on soundcloud and itunes and podbean those are the places and i think i've said all the things i'm supposed to say in some order so thanks for listening bye bye bye